0: Welcome to the Witchy Work Wishes podcast, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. Welcome to Witchy Work Wishes. I am your host, Charlene, and today we are getting creative. It's all about the Witches Ball, where they came from, and how we are using them today. Of course, I have some great options for a witch's ball for your office, too. But first, some things I did this past weekend to help with my own personal witchcraft practice. So do you ever have swings of, you know, feeling super witchy and then super not? (laughs) Or feeling like you are super connected to everything and then super not? Well, we are coming into my season, meaning cancer season. But this also comes into a big downtime for me since I am not great with the heat. I am such a hearth girl. I love my fires in the fireplace, candles lit everywhere, cozy blankets, you know, thrown over every angle of my chairs and couches, fuzzy slippers, of course, to put on when I walk in the house and so on and so on and so on. You know, not having those nighttime routines or weekend routines are hard for me, but summer is Not the ideal time to be doing any of that. (laughs) So you know what I did this weekend? I improvised. If that is what I really love, then that is exactly what I should be trying to attain. So I rolled up my sleeves once again, put my flip-flops on, (laughs) and went outside and started working. I made a great little fire pit area that now has twinkle lights. It has some potted flowers and a big patio umbrella by it. I planted some plants, added candles around, you know, like the chair area, and then threw some, you know, light summer type blankets um, over the tops of each of them. I essentially created an outdoor living room, you know, that would mimic my cozy winter habit, so I honestly could enjoy them, um, all my habits, in the summer evenings. As exhausted as I was, like literally collapsing at the end of the day, I was very proud of myself and, you know, for getting it all done. And, you know, just like when you clean, like really, really clean a room in your house and, you know, you keep going back to it or you keep peeking your head back into the room just to admire, you know, all of your hard work. I found myself doing the same thing with this outside fire pit space. I kept looking back at it like something was going to change or move. I don't know why, but I just kept checking in on it and checked again and checked again. Of course, nothing changed. I just admired my my work. I'm happy to report my resident crows were not too ruffled by the outside changes. Um, They just perched on the telephone wires above my yard and watched me as I worked away. Even my local scrub jays chimed in a couple of times letting me know they were happy with the improvements. So I think I mentioned my fairy lights in a previous episode, but I got those up too. Uh, All the way around, I'm really, really happy about how the yard, both, both the front yard and the backyard are coming together. So also I had a big urge to perch, And I'm not exactly sure why. I just didn't want clutter around me. So along with the big outside fire pit project, I moved some furniture around inside to give myself kind of a more open feeling. And I got rid of a lot of stuff that just seemed to be sitting there staring at me doing nothing. Um, oh, I saved a mouse. Yeah, that happened over the weekend. I'll do a quick story so it doesn't take up too much time. But a couple of weeks ago, there was a crash in the middle of the night. Now I was pretty sure what I heard because I was part of the problem in enabling this little hunt to happen. My cats were, you know, the bottom part of your um, stove and oven, like there's a warming tray, like a separate little drawer you can open up. So my cats were just staring at, at this drawer for like the longest time. And clearly there had to be something down in it or something around it. So before, stupidly, before I went to bed, I actually opened up the, the door, the little drawer. I feel like this is their job, right? Okay, here, it's nighttime. You guys, be cats, do your thing. This is your job. Of course, I went to bed, and around like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, there was a big crash. Got up really fast, threw my bedroom light on to see my youngest, fluffy white cat, um, come walking in the room. Jumped up on my bed. And I looked at him, called out his name, and he turned his head to me. And, of course, he had a nice little house mouse in his mouth. So my almost 10-year-old German Shepherd, of course, is sound asleep on my bed, completely annoyed that the lights are turned on. (laughs) Um, I was now annoyed that my cat, so proud, this was his first mouse, this is his first catch of anything, but he brought it right up on the bed for me to, you know, um, praise him with. As he opens up his mouth and drops the mouse literally on my bed, on my sheets, right by my pillows, the mouse turns over and looks right up at everybody. He soft-mouthed it, I don't know which one to call it, but um, he did not kill the mouse. So he messes with the mouse a little bit more and the mouse ends up running underneath one of my pillows and ultimately runs off the bed underneath it. Now I'm not happy. So now I was like, now now we're up, right? I'm not going to go back to bed with a mouse. Certainly one that was just crawling all over my sheets, but I never found anything. I basically, you know, up, I left lights on. There were two other cats in my house, easily could have been helping. Um, there were no remains the next morning at all. So days went on and on and on. We're a couple weeks into it now. And here we are, another crash at night, right? I now know, okay, I know what this means. I saw the mouse in my younger um, cat's mouth. Again, here we are. Little tiny house mouse in his mouth. So I shut my bedroom door. I shoved a blanket like underneath the door. So the mouse couldn't, because they're tiny, couldn't come running back in. But again, woke up to nothing. There's nothing. There's no, and I know they they don't eat the whole mouse. There we are. So I, I know he's in here somewhere literally was working this past weekend, cleaning some stuff up, doing just some house chores, and I see him in the kitchen. Luckily, all the cats were napping, so I locked them all up. I literally opened my back patio door or porch, you know, porch door open, and I I promise you, I can't make this up. He walked out. He l- scurried out, whatever you want to call it, but he he walked out. The cats, I think either befriended him just wanted to play with him. I, I don't know what happened, but a couple weeks later, he literally just walked out the back door. So I I saved him, and it just wasn't meant to be. It wasn't his time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, the moon this week. We are waxing this week, and this means as the moon grows in strength, so do we. Our full moon is on this coming Monday, um, which is going to be uh, our July full moon, and if you were able to listen to last week's episode, you know exactly what I'm going to be doing for it. So I am personally grabbing my 2023 goals and reviewing them. This is a perfect you know, halfway point in our year, and this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to reflect. I'm going to celebrate my wins, all right? Cross off the goals that I've already completed and hopefully take great comfort in the fact that they are done. I'm going to take my remaining goals, whether it's one, five, 10, whatever I have left that has not yet been completed. And I'm going to write something down for each one. And I'm going to start out by saying, I want it so I can, you know, have something or be something or blank, fill in the blank. I'm going to have a why for each one. Now, why I want it is going to be different for, for each goal, but I'm going to take time to really reinforce why I originally wrote this down and what I'm going to get by achieving it. So, I'm also gonna write down possibly maybe what has stopped me from getting this goal completed already. Now, it could just be that, you know, I've been working on other ones. It could be that something has held me back. You know, are there roadblocks, um, habits, something? Are there words I'm telling or have been telling myself over and over again to sabotage it? Whatever it is, I'm gonna take the time and see what has stopped me from already having this goal achieved. I think by writing it down, I'm gonna maybe better understand it, and it will have less power over me if there is in fact something negative that's keeping me from it. So again, I'm gonna take those remaining goals, I'm gonna write another list with them. This time I'm gonna go back to the original step when I made the timeline, now knowing that I only have six months left with my you know, 2023 goals. So I'm gonna break it down, I'm gonna work backwards like you know, I do um, with my general list as a whole. Six months left, I know I need my entire rest of my goals completed by December 15th, right? In order to have um, them done by December 15th, I need to have X, Y, and Z done by November 1st. I need to have A, B, and C done by October 1st, and so on and so on. So I'm going to measure it out. I'm going to have the Y right under each goal, and then the actual timeline, you know, that specific date of each goal broken down into the steps that I'm going to take and when. Back to that, you know, SMART acronym, this is the time-sensitive and measurable part of my goals. And I'm going to post it, I'm going to put it in my bathroom mirror, I'm, I'm pretty sure is where I'm going to have it, somewhere that I can continually look at uh, that reminds me why I'm doing all of this, you know, what for, and where I'm at in my timeline to complete it. Okay, I already have my notes, so let's jump into today's podcast all about a witch's ball. right what is a witch's ball well it's not the type of ball where you get dressed up and you get to go out and have an evening of dancing to amazing music this is a witch's ball much like a spell jar but in a ball form a glass ball so whether we are talking about the very first type with the fishermen or the ones that are actually used today still they are all about protection and a specific energy that you are creating. So Witch's Ball is made with a round glass, um, ornamental type, you know, of ball, that you can fill with specific items. Back on my Yule episode in 2022, I mentioned how they are often used for the holidays and are, you know, filled with many of these standard Yule herbs, flowers, and seasonal things that are popular during that time of year. Now, depending on how big the opening the top opening is of the glass ornament and ball for yule you'll find them filled with pine needles sprigs of lavender cinnamon sticks juniper berries uh, dried orange slices maybe mistletoe little pine cones holly berries star anise and you know other holiday items witches balls are meant to be hung in a window but can certainly be adapted to hang in many places for the office you can have one right at your desk so originally these balls started with fishermen and were glass-blown balls that were tied to one of their nets. Now, the glass balls would float and thus protect the fisherman's net from sinking and them losing it. Now, over time, the balls had become more spiritual, and during the witch trials of the 1500s, got linked to witches. Now, this was because it was thought that witches, back then, could not be in water, or maybe not that they couldn't be in it, but if they were in it, (laughs) they would rise up and float instead of sink. Now, of course, all humans float. We know this to be true. But back in the 1500s, it was believed that innocent people would sink and witches would float. So there became a natural connection to the witches and the glass balls that made the fishermen's nets float. In the 17th and 18th centuries, Witches' balls were hung in England cottage windows. And these balls helped with many things like evil spirits, maybe you know bad spells, something that they thought to have been placed on the home in a negative way, and it certainly helped to keep demons and evil spirits away from their personal homes. Now, over time the glass balls got more decorative and had different colors added to them. And eventually strands of glass were part of the inside of the ball, which started the idea that the different colored balls actually attracted spirits. And these spirits would enter the ball and get caught in the strands of glass inside. So the glass balls um, kind of turned into traps, if you will, for the spirits. And they would be hung out where you did not want the spirits to be. So they also were believed to repel the evil eye. And it was blue sphere of glass that were used for that one. Reflective balls were used to repel witches since back then. They also thought witches did not have reflections, (laughs) and the glass reflective ball would keep witches away. So a witch's ball has also been called a gazing ball. And this is directly from the use of divination and scrying powers with a glass ball and, you know, using it to see into the future. This round glass ball was clear, though, with no strands of glass inside. Today, we'll, you know, we'll find these balls in a lot of yards and gardens. And while witches may still you know, use it for looking into the future, the ball is said to distract evil spirits from doing harm to your garden. These types of glass balls may also have been called watch balls since they would actually you know, reflect the images of people coming into the garden and help, help you protect it. There is mention of the Appalachian Witch Ball, but I don't have much information on that one. Um, I think these balls were said to be created on the witch's Sabbath, and people who lived in the Appalachian Mountains had their own very specific superstitions about them. So let's jump into how we can use a witch ball for our own personal practice. So today, just like in the past, the truest version of a witch's ball is going to be a glass-blown ball. So the colors of the ball can hold very different meanings, but a true witch's ball is in fact glass. No, unless you are yourself a glass blower, (laughs) you'll need to purchase one. Now, I did read that one of the, side note, I did read that one of the uh, first things a new glass store owner will make before starting, you know, any projects to sell is their own witch's ball. I thought that was pretty cool. So for our practice, a witch ball is going to have the energy we give it. Um, You know, if we're looking for protection, then we'll put protection elements, uh, we'll put in protection elements for it. If we're looking for love, then we'll pull elements of love for it and so on and so on. It's much, much like a spell jar, really. You know, whatever we want to create for it, we'll pull. Now, when creating your own witch ball, just remember to be specific with the herbs, um, the crystals, stones, and whatever elements you um, need to create that energy. Each one holds different values and the specific energy you give when adding to the ball is what will give your workings life. So I would add intentions into the ball as well. You know, those can be spoken, uh, maybe actually written down and placed inside on a small you know, rolled up piece of paper. Um, but once done, I would seal the ball with wax. I think that's also pretty typical, though, if you look up, you know, how to make a witch's ball. So what are the things we can use? Now, I pulled six things for today's episode. Um, I grabbed protection, abundance, love, good luck and success, health and happy and safe home. So for protection, you know, honestly, I think this is one of our most popular spells, workings or energies to create. And you can certainly have this safe energy at home, at work, or even in your car. Now good things to add to your witch ball for protection are gonna be rosemary, mugwort, sage, cloves, pine, black pepper, smoky quartz, uh, ruby, amethyst, black obsidian. All, all that good stuff. Now, a lot of witches like to use uh, garlic with their protection markings, uh, maybe even onions. Certainly adding a protection symbol or rune uh, is a good uh, idea as well as salt, palo santo maybe, uh, frankincense, and cinnamon. Now, I personally like eggshells for protection along with a bay leaf with you know something written on it, like your protection sigil or a word. Um, but once you're done, you're gonna want to seal your protection witch ball with black wax. Now for abundance, it's um, so my second one. I've got, you know, again, this is all going to depend on how big your ball is and how that opening on the top is. So it's much like a Christmas ornament. I know there are plastic ones, but you can take that top part off and then put whatever you need to inside and seal it up on your own. But that top opening is going to dictate how, how much stuff you can put in and what size what size of the stuff is. So if you do have an opening big enough, coins, for abundance, um, are always going to be really good. Typically, you want three, right? For harmony, uh, but for abundance, basil is also good with cinnamon and mint. Pyrite and aventurine are good to add to. Orange peel is really good here too. You know, like the sun and its strong energy of abundance. Orange is a good mirror of that. Again, be creative. Uh, at the end, though, to seal an abundance, uh, witch's ball, I would probably use orange, gold, or even green wax to seal it. Third, I have love. And for the area of love, grab your rose quartz, pink salt, coriander, dandelions, black pepper, rose petals, vanilla beans, cloves, cinnamon, ginger, sugar, basil, garnet, jasmine. (laughs) Um, All the things you can add in there for love. Uh, For sealing this love uh, witch's ball, I would probably use red or pink wax. Now the fourth one, I've got good luck and success. So for this, I would definitely pull some of maybe the abundance items that that we think about. You can also use tiger's Eye, uh, chamomile, nutmeg, basil. Um, for good luck and excuse me, for good luck and success, you also want a green candle so you can seal the ball with it. So number five, I've got health, and that one for sure, um, adds some eucalyptus in there, um, amethyst, clear quartz, turmeric even, uh, sea salt, Moonstone's good here lapis, and fern leaves. Uh, Ginger and cloves work really well, too. And for a health witch's bell, bell, ball, sorry, for a health witch's ball, I would seal it with blue wax or maybe um, even purple wax. Okay, then last, number six, I've got happy and safe home. Uh, For this, I would grab amethyst, lavender, cinnamon, chamomile, lemon, sunstone, marjoram, uh, or St. John's wort, maybe, uh, honeysuckle. And for sealing it, I would definitely seal it with yellow wax. So when making your own witch's ball, just remember, you know, the other elements that will give your workings power, right? It just depends on what you personally follow in your craft. Maybe you follow the days of the week and making your witch's ball on a Monday is going to be super important because that's the moon day. This is our feelings day, our emotions. It's all about divination home peace hope dreams um, things like that Uh, but any of the day if you if you follow the days of the week you're going to know that that there's going to be a day that you feel brings more power to the specific type of energy you're creating for this witch's ball so again monday's moon day it's our feelings day you know tuesday is all about mars this is our action day it's about success victory battles Um, wednesday is mercury this is our communication day it's Kind of a business day. It's uh, a good uh, good day for luck, money, maybe some studies. Uh, Thursday is Jupiter. This is our day of abundance. and That's going to be all about our careers, leadership, money, maybe some legal matters. Um, Friday is Venus. This is about our romance, our beauty, passion, love, friendship. Of course, if you're looking to make a love witch's ball, Friday's going to be a great day to do that on. Um, Saturday is Saturn's Day. This is about uh, protection elements, right? This is our psychic abilities, self-discipline. Saturdays are great for transformation and for cleansing. Sunday is the sun's day. So this is all about creativity, healing, growth, and success. Now, maybe you're not big on the days of the week and you're not looking for that type of extra punch when making your witch's ball. Maybe you follow more of a moon schedule. You know, um, you want to make it on a dark moon or a new moon. It's all about new beginnings. Maybe you want to make it on a waxing moon or during waxing moon, not on. <laughs> um, the waxing moon is all about strength, growth, you know, bonding, energy, creativity. Uh, full moons, we all know the full moons, so super obvious. It's about power, celebration, divination, psychic abilities. Or maybe you want to make it on a waning moon. This is about gratitude, balance, removal, and releasing. So think about, um, you know, what you want your witch's ball to be and what day and, you know, what you do in your personal practice that can give it that extra power, that extra oomph. Um, I know some people do time of day schedule. I'm personally not big on this one, um, but I know that uh, a lot of people follow that. You know, dawn is all about new beginnings. The noon uh, time is about protection, uh, success, money, strength sunset, it's all about releasing and banishing. And then nighttime is all about love, peace, divination and dreams. So honestly, you know, taking the time, that sounds probably more than what we need. Witches balls can be very creative and and fun. You don't need to put that much energy into it. But I always find when I do, my workings have a little bit more power to them. So taking the time, I think, to plan out, you know, the making of your witch ball and what elements you are adding to it, what day or schedule you're gonna make it on, you know, all of that good stuff is going to help. So let's say you have it, right? You were brave and crafty and you made your own witch ball. Where do you hang it? Well, again, depending on what you made it for and with, you may have something very specific already in mind. If not, the general areas are first and foremost in Windows. This is the old-school way to hang it. <laughs> even more authentically, hang your witch ball in an eastern window. Your ancestors will be very, very happy with you. Other areas are going to be our altars, you know, our secret spaces, on a porch, a window ledge maybe, uh, by the chimney or fireplace, or even on a shelf or on top of a vase. Now at Yule, uh, witches balls can be hung directly on your tree. I think that looks really, really pretty. Now, when you hang your witch ball, I have seen some really gorgeous ones with ribbons and twine and other things to secure it, you know, along with maybe some perfect charms hanging off the top, something that's with your theme and your energy. I've seen some with beautiful moss inside or, you know, even kind of glued to the top. Uh, It's your ball. So be creative. Put the energy you are looking for directly into the item when making it, just like you would honestly with a spell jar. So how about a witch's ball for work? Well, everything goes here, really. I I think you can do all of the same steps as you would for something at home, but maybe focus specifically on your work goals and giving those energy, or protecting the space you work in. Now, again, if you are like me and you are in the broom closet, you'll want something decorative, but not alarming. And really, I think this can easily be done. If you have an office window, um, a true glass witch's ball might be best. You know, that's going to come across to others more as art, I think, than anything else. But if you do want to make one um, yourself for your office space, you can do something with the seasonal elements that will, you know, mimic the more typical holiday (laughs) items uh, and traditions. So like adding things for the fall or Halloween during those months or, you know, Yule and Christmas during the winter months springish items for March and April you get it. you know you can kind of theme it out and it will just look like you did something really super cute and crafty. Now once you have it and you have given it the energy that you want it to have, you know all of your working, be sure to clean it regularly. Dust collected on a witch ball is not good so keep it keep an eye on it and you know clean it. If you created one for work you know to bring you money, you certainly don't want it forgotten about and collecting dust. Same if you made one for protection or trapping negative energy. Keep it active and keep it clean. If you find it may not be generating, you know, the same energy as it once did, maybe add a new ribbon on top or rehang it by saying something new as you do, like a new chant, a new poem, a new feeling to revitalize your witch's ball. All right. So there you have it. (laughs) Hopefully you found that helpful. If you are actually looking to create a uh, witch's ball yourself, I think they are beautiful. Um, There are so many different ways, really just like a spell jar that we can uh, be creative and make our own balls for our own specific workings. All right. Well, I do have a poem to read. Uh, This one is written by James Weldon Johnson who uh, lived 1871 to 1938. And this one is titled The White Witch. So I'm gonna go grab that and I will be right back. Okay, again, this is uh, a poem by James Weldon Johnson who was born in 1871 in Florida. Uh, he wrote many books of poetry, and the poem I am reading today was written by James in 1922. And it goes, Oh, brothers mine, take care, take care. The great white witch rides out tonight. Trust not your prows, nor your strength. Your only safety lies in flight, for in her glance there is a snare and in her smile there is a blight. The great white witch you have not seen? Then, younger brothers mine, forsooth, like nursery children you have looked, for ancient hag and snaggled tooth. But no, not so, the witch appears, in all the glowing charms of youth. Her lips are like carnations red, Her face like newborn lilies fair. Her eyes like ocean waters blue. She moves with subtle grace and air. And all about her head there floats the golden glory of her hair. But though she always thus appears in form of youth and mood of mirth. Unnumbered centuries are hers. The infant planets saw her birth. The child of throbbing life is she twin sister to the greedy earth, and back behind those smiling lips, and down within those laughing eyes, and underneath the soft caress of hands and voice and purring sighs, the shadow of the panther lurks, the spirit of the vampire lies. For I have seen the great white witch, and she has led me to her lair, and I have kissed her red, red lips, and cruel face so white and fair. Around me she has twinned her arms and bound me with her yellow hair. I felt those red lips burn and sear. My body, like a living coal, obeyed the power of those eyes as the needle trembles to the pole. And I did not care, although I felt the strength go ebbing from my soul. Oh, she has seen your strong young limbs and heard your laughter loud and gay, and in your voices she has caught the echo of a far-off day, when man was closer to the earth, and she has marked you for her prey. She feels the old Antian strength, in you the great dynamic beat of primal passions, and she sees... In you the last besieged retreat of love, relentless, lusty, fierce, love, pain, ecstatic, cruel, sweet. Oh, brothers mine, take care, take care. The great white witch rides out tonight. Oh, younger brothers mine, beware. Look not upon her beauty bright, for in her glance there is a snare, and in her smile there is A blight. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, This was lots of fun talking about uh, the witch's ball. Um, So, next week, I have an amazing guest joining me for what I will believe will be a two part series. Now, we are still in the recording phase, so I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to be breaking it up yet, but our topic is Norse history and traditions, and I'm really excited to be diving deeper into the subject with him. Till then, I hope you have a great rest of your week and weekend. And I'll talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me today at Witchy Work Wishes, a place to find your weekly inspiration for bringing your personal witchcraft practice into your business, work, and office. For more information and additional content, please visit me online at witchyworkwishes.com. If you want to send me a personal note, Please email me at info at witchyworkwishes.com. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Witchy Work Wishes.